once again and welcome to the February 2007 edition of the Pool Boy Podcast. I'm Steve Buckley and uh, those of you who listened last month or visited the site recently will know that we announced the winners of our British Swimmers of the Year poll for 2006. And I'm delighted to say that we'll be talking to one of the winners very shortly on this month's podcast. We'll uh, also go back into the Pool Boy archives to 2003 when the British team was preparing for a World Championships uh, again in the year ahead of an Olympics, much as they're doing right now. And we'll hear from David Davies um, while he'll go to Melbourne as a huge medal chance this year. He was only just finding his way in international swimming back then uh, when we spoke to him at the orientation camp. So we'll, we'll hear a bit of that a bit later on. And look at this. I did say it was going to be close, but look at this lot. There's really six guys in this race that can still win it. Davenport coming through like a train as well, Andy, in lane four. He's really gone to his legs here. Actually, he's catching up to take the lead. Look at Davenport go down this last 50 metres. And wouldn't this be something for Ross Davenport to win? Brent Hayden still leading for Canada in six. Brent Hayden for six. Coming back is Rick Say for Canada as well. Look at Rick Say. Look at Rick Say in five. Who's going to get it? So close. Burnett's there as well. Who's got the touch? It's Davenport. Davenport's got a gold medal in the Commonwealth Games. And the British swimmers are doing all sorts of stuff. That was, of course, uh, Ross Davenport winning the 200 metres freestyle at the Commonwealth Games. Uh, and he was the swimmer you voted the winner of the men's poll for the swimmer of 2006. And I'm very pleased to say that Ross joins us on the phone now. Ross, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. No problem. And firstly, can I say uh, congratulations on, on topping the poll for the, the British swimmer of 2006. Thank you very much. You know, I've um, never really been awarded an award such as this, uh, so it's, it's fantastic to, to receive, and especially that um, other swimmers have voted as well, so that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm over the moon to, to be recognised for what happened last year. You must be uh, you must be pretty happy with with the way things did go for you last year. I mean, you had a, a very successful time in Melbourne, particularly. Um, was was Melbourne the highlight of last year for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I had a great Commonwealth Games and then not a not such a great uh, European Championships. Um, but the Commonwealth Games was absolutely fantastic. Um, I think the whole British squad, you know, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, and England, uh, just swam fantastically well. Um, and for me personally, it was probably the highlight of my career so far. Um, never dreamt of going to Melbourne and coming away with two golds and a silver. Um, I thought it best, you know, we could probably get a medal in, in one of the relays, but uh, it just turned out absolutely fantastic for me. So, so can I take it from that that you you felt that that the two hundred wasn't really a, a shot necessarily for a gold? No, definitely not. Well, training up to training up to the event, um, Ian Thorpe was going to be in the the race, so. No, I didn't really set my sights that high. Um, if beating probably the world, the, well, the world record holder, um, it was only when he, he decided to pull out that started to really concentrate on probably I could actually get a medal here. Um, never really set my sights of actually winning it until after the heats, and then I realised that you know I'm lying first, and you know there's, there's no reason why I can't go on and, and win it, um, and that's exactly what happened. You must, you must have been worried about. Uh, I would guess that Simon would have been Simon Burnett would have been, you know, the guy you were keeping an eye on, if you like, uh, as, as possibly yeah. the, the guy to, to beat, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I probably, along with many other people, tipped Simon probably to win it. Um, but thankfully for me, that you know, it was me that touched the wall first, and you know, I was so happy that Simon came second. Um, you know, we're, we're great friends in and out of the pool, and it just it's just such a nice feeling to be able to stand on the podium knowing that. You know, England have come first and second. If we can just talk about that race briefly, um, 
Was there, was there any point that you thought while you were swimming, yeah, no, I've got this one in the bag, I'm going to win this, or was it really just a case of, of getting your hand on the wall and, and turning to see the result? But it's kind of funny, really, because um, it's one of the first 100 metres, and looking back on the video, I think I was fourth or fifth, but I felt like I was I was up there with the leaders. Um, so I, I felt good up to the first 100, and I was like, right, let's go for it now, and pushed off the, the wall for the third 50, and halfway down the third 50, I thought, I'm winning here, I could win this. Went into the last turn, still thinking I was winning. It's only recently that I look back on the video that actually I wasn't winning. I was actually coming probably second or third. Um, I just didn't realise who was else was up there. But um, just coming off the third fifty, it was just like I'm in with a chance of winning. Just put your head down and go. Um, and that's exactly what happened. But Simon came, but stole me back, which I didn't realise. Um, and at the end, you know, I think it was um, probably seven one hundred a second separating me and Simon which is not a lot and no. <laughs> uh, you know thankfully it was, it was me that touched the wall first but I would, I would have been over the moon with, with a second to be honest with you but um, it was just absolutely fantastic to win it so on, on that final 50 you said you thought you were, you were in the lead and you thought you could win it but um, were you actually looking around to see who was around you or was it literally just a case of swimming your own race and getting there as fast as you could well, uh, I had a cheeky look on the third turn just to see who was around me but obviously um, I think it was Brent Hayden it was up there winning, um, and I couldn't see him, so I thought I was winning. Um, but I managed to overtake him um, down the 450 and just hold off the challenges from Simon and uh, Reich Neveland. A lot of coaches would say that you shouldn't have had a, a cheeky look on the third 50, but it sounds like you did You did stick your head down and, and, and just go for the wall at the end. Yeah, you know, the rule of thumb is, you know, concentrate on your own race and don't, don't look around and uh, bother about what anybody else is doing. But I think, actually, on that occasion... It, it, it actually spurred me on because I was like, right, I am up here with the le- leaders. Uh, I thought I knew what was going on. And I was like, right, I, I, if anything's going to happen, I need to put my head down and, and go for it here. And you know, that, that's what happened. And, and, and thankfully, all all the results turned out my, in my way. Of course, you, you obviously won two golds uh, in Melbourne. The other one coming in the uh, the four by two hundred yeah. relay. Uh, and for a lot of people, I think that was that was one of the best races of the of the whole competition. Um, I was very fortunate to be there that night, and the atmosphere in the in the pool was was incredible. Um, how does that affect you as a swimmer? You're obviously standing there uh, behind the blocks. Um, Scottish, the Scottish lads are out in front, and you have to go in last. Uh, and the noise must have been incredible. Does that does that really pump you up? It, it most definitely did. Um, yeah, the atmosphere for that race was just absolutely fantastic. Um, I just remember I'd already planned the race out in my head many hours beforehand, and. No, I thought I'd be taken over from um, Demo Wayne in, in first position and then go on and try and hold everybody up and, and try and win it. But as it turned out, the race didn't plan out anything how I pictured it in my mind. I was just sitting down the block saying, this is not supposed to be happening. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew Scotland would be strong, but I didn't realise it was going to be that strong. Um, you know, I, didn't think, I didn't really give Australia much of a chance, to be honest, because of obviously Ian Thorpe drawing. Grant Hackett not being there, and I thought Canada would probably be miles miles out in front, or if not level with us. Um, and as it turned out that Scotland were ahead, Australia was second, we were third, and Canada were, were fourth. So I was like, this, this really isn't the way I planned it. But the um, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic, and uh, I realised they weren't cheering for the English or the Scottish. <laughs> it still it, it still pumped you up because you know that. They're in a race here, and they're trying to fight for their for their swimmers, and it kind of gave me an added boost. Um, 
I never hear anything during the race when you're actually swimming. I came off the third turn and all I could hear is just a, a loud scream of people. I was like, this must be close if, you know, if I can hear this noise. And um, looking back, it was nail bitingly close. And yet again, we, uh, we, we just nipped it. We, we, on last month's podcast, we spoke to um, to Terry Dunning, and we asked her about the uh, the girls' relay in uh, in Budapest. That obviously, won the gold medal. Yeah. And she was in a very different situation to you, in that she went in in the lead when perhaps she she didn't expect to go in, and, and maybe that gave her a spur. When you you mentioned there that the race hadn't panned out how you expected, but um, what what was going through your head in terms of, of the the ground that you had to make up when when you obviously hit the water? Did you believe that you would catch the Scots and, and get past the Aussies? Um. I realised I had to do something. If, if you know, if the English were going to have any pride about themselves, you know, we couldn't let the Scottish beaters. Um, <laughs> we're, we're majority of us. There was three of us in the um, English team that trained at Loughborough, and there was two in the Scottish team. So we was going to work them for a lot of stick. So um, we couldn't let that happen. But um, I just remember diving in and looking straight up, and could see the Australian about two metres ahead of me. I think it was two or three metres ahead of me. I thought, right, I just need to track this guy down and then see what happens from there. And luckily, every every 50, I've managed to chip away probably 0.2, 0 0.3 of a, of a second away from him. And I think we went in even at um, the third, fifth, third turn. And that's right, right, I know, I know I've got you now. And uh, I didn't realise that Scotland were up because I was clear on the other side of the pool. But I knew that somebody was there and I thought it was Canada. So that right, this is going to have to be, you know, one hell of a fifty, and just again have to put my head down and, and go for it. Yeah, and a, and a fantastic swim it was too, and I think that that had quite a lot of a bearing on the on the pole, in fact, because it certainly stuck in people's memories. Uh, and a, a very fast split as well, one forty six seven one. I've got down here, so uh, very well done for that one. Yeah, I think many people see that as, as probably one of the best races of the, of the Commonwealth Games because the leaders kept changing and nobody knew who who was going to win where and it came down literally to the last final strokes um, and it could have been between one and three teams so thankfully for, for the English anyway not for the Scots but for the English that we uh, we managed to nip it oh, Very good you, you mentioned earlier that, um, that that Budapest perhaps wasn't quite so good for you um, but you still came away with a, the silver medal there in the in the 4x200 relay again Yeah um, Leading up to that one, did, did you think you could win that one? Or, or did you know the Italians were going to be a, a strong challenge? Uh, I knew I knew that we had a chance of, of winning the 4x200 relay. Um, but I also knew that the Italians were going to be very, very strong, especially in Europe, because the Italians pretty much dominate Europe, um, especially in that event. So I knew that it was going to be very tough, and I knew that it was going to take a, a European record to, to to win the event, which it, which it did. But unfortunately, I wasn't... You know, firing all cylinders. Simon, by his own admission, said he wasn't really firing on his or on his uh, cylinders. So, you know, half the team swam exceptionally well, and the other, the other two, me and Simon, just were having a bit of an off day. But um, I think we know, know the reasons why, and I don't think that's going to ever happen again. Just, uh, just looking at the results um, for that for that race, it's it's very clear that. Um, Certainly, the Italians didn't take anything out of you on the on the takeovers, which maybe in the past has been something that, that Britain's struggled on, and that you've all had very good reaction times. You, did you do a lot of work on that as a as a, as a quartet or as a as a squad to uh, to make sure that you got good takeovers in that that race? Yeah, yeah. After the 2004 Olympics, um, Bill Sweet decided that you know this is a probably a, a medal opportunity chance in Beijing, so they put a lot of resources. 
regular basis um, and, and practicing our takeovers. Um, so I think that it's good that it showed up that you know we weren't losing to the probably the, one of the best teams in the world on our on our skills. Indeed, I mean, uh, just looking down the, the numbers here, you're actually ahead of them on, on most takeovers, so the work you've put in is obviously uh, paying, paying dividends. Yeah, we've worked from, from then on now to, to the World Championship, so hopefully we'll be able to improve those takeovers and improve our times, and you know, when we're all fully fit, we'll be able to give them a good run for the money. I think that um, perhaps a lot of people, uh, a lot of swimmers around the country, don't, don't know how you actually go about that. You said that you guys get together on a, on a fairly regular basis and work on you. On your takeovers and such like, but um, do, how often, how far ahead of the race do you actually know which order you're going to swim in? I mean, do you just practice all the different combinations when you're together? Yeah, you've got to. Um, basically, we'll just do it on a, a rolling basis where um, somebody will swim out and just take over, and you just basically there's be about eight or nine of us um, in the pool together, just changing over from each other and different scenarios and different speeds and so on. Um, it's basically just kind of remembering what how each swimmer swims, um, their stroke rate and the, the stroke technique and then you can have to judge it um, from about five metres out when you, when you need to start to move and, and when you can go and if it's, if it's legal or not. Of course uh, in, in, in Budapest in your individual you, uh, you came a cropper on the, on the four in the heats and only two to semi-finals rule. Um, yeah. was, was that frustrating because obviously David swam extremely well in the heats there and, and Simon obviously pitched as well and uh, even though you were seventh in the heats you, you couldn't pro- progress to the semis is that frustrating? yeah it was, it was very frustrating at the time um, but I knew I knew what the rules were months before the competition so I can't use that as an excuse um, if I wanted to make the semi-final I should have swung quicker basically uh-huh. um, but it was frustrating because I thought going into the competition I could actually get into the final and probably you know, sneak, sneak a medal if, if everything went to plan but everything didn't go to plan so there's no point really dwelling on the past um, and what it, what it has done is made me more determined coming into this championships to, to get my head down and, and to get my focus and to really give give the 4x200 a, a really good shot in the world championships Yeah we've, we've spoken quite a lot about that really and, and clearly uh, you were you guys were ranked third in the world uh, last year behind the um, the Italians of course and, and the Americans um, I'd imagine that Australia are going to be stronger this time maybe with uh, with Grant Hackett coming back in and, and maybe they've uh, they'll react to, to the swims last year and uh, be a bit more hyped up in front of the home crowd but uh, you must be fairly confident of uh, of doing something special in that in that relay in Melbourne yeah definitely uh, we're, we're going there with, with the aim to get to at least get a medal um, you know I think America are going to be very strong and you know I, I have said it before to other people I think they'll probably be challenging for Australia's world record um, well, that's not to say that we're not going to go in there with, with the, the mindset of going for gold. Um, that's what you've got to wait for gold. And if you don't, if, if you uh, if you fall short, then at least you get the medal. Um, but I I can't see any reason why we can't you know definitely give Australia and Italy a, a very good run for the money and, and push push America all the way. I think I think you're right about the Americans. I and mean, obviously they went 7:05 in the Pan Packs last year, and they're getting ever close to that record. So I think. They're certainly the ones to watch, but it's going to be a great battle between, I think, between uh, the British foursome and, and the uh, the Australians and the Italians, as you say. Um, obviously, you're you're flying out next week to prepare for that championships, and you'll be going to to the Southport School up on the Gold yep. Coast there. Presumably, you're following a very similar um, procedure and similar timetable to that you followed when you went out last year. I think it's pretty much uh, exactly exactly the same. Um, 
we went out went out a week a week earlier than we are doing this time, but the competition was a week earlier. So I think it's the same amount of periods before the games as it was for the Commonwealth Games. Um, and we felt that that was absolutely perfect preparation um, going out that long. Uh, we got over the flight and then we, we were able to, to start our taper um, fresh, uh, having got over the flight instead of going out later and having to to adapt to the time difference. So everything everything we did for Commonwealth is going to be basically shadowed again for the World Championships. Given how successful the team was in Melbourne uh, last March, do you think that, that doing everything the same again is going to give you a big advantage because it will give everyone a boost saying, well, it worked so well last year, it can work well again? Yeah, I think I think everyone in Britain is going to take confidence that you know, we've, been, we've been to Australia, we've been to Melbourne, we've swam in their backyard and we've come away um, on top, basically. Um, so we've got absolutely nothing nothing to fear. Um, we're swimming in front of 10,000 screaming Aussies at the Commonwealth and now it's going to be 13,000 uh, again at the World Championship. So we've got nothing to nothing to fear. Um, you know, I, I still don't think the swimming, swimming world really fears us, which is in our favour because they won't really be looking out for us. But um, you know, I, th- I think we can go there with with a, not much pressure on us and, and come away with doing such a going to be such a fantastic job. So, obviously, we've spoken about your relay team as, as a, a, maybe a medal prospect for that championships. Um, there are there are obviously a few other people that that we think are, are going to be there or thereabouts. Obviously, Kirsty Balfour leaps out as a as a medal chance. But is there anyone that that you're keen to see swimmer you think is going to do very well? Maybe someone who's, who's going to come from the background. Um, well, I'm looking forward to seeing obviously Simon swim because it's, he swims my event. Um, I won't be able to do the individual because, of, like we talked about earlier, but Budapest I didn't qualify. But um, you know, Simon did have a great great 2006 but yes he came away with two golds a silver at the commonwealth and a silver medal at the europeans but um you know i think that would have given him the, the kick up the backside if he needs and uh, really focus for world championships so i think that he could probably probably be the star of the championships in my eyes um you know he's got, he's got everything uh, his technique his skills his dives his turns his stroke and he's it, just a fantastic swimmer so it'd be nice to see him get back onto his top form not only for himself, but also for the relay. Ross, we uh, wish you all the best of luck for your trip down under, and uh, thanks very much for taking time to talk to us. Cheers, thank you. Ross Davenport there, the, uh, the winner of the Swimmer of the Year 2006 in our recent poll. And uh, now it's time to take a, a quick dive into the Pool Boy archives. And as I said earlier, it's back to 2003 this month, and we're going to hear from David Davies, uh, who at the time was preparing to go to the Barcelona World Championships, and was something of a newcomer to the uh, international scene at that point. He'd swum in the European Short Course Championships the previous December, but uh, was just preparing to make his uh, senior long course debut. Do you yourself know what you're capable of when you swim? Or are you, are you, you, know, are you just finding out? I'm told what I can do, and I do the work that needs to be done to get that far. And I go into every session taking it really seriously, and like knowing that it's going to affect the future performances and that. Have you, have you found it difficult stepping up from, from being a junior to, to swimming with the senior ranks? I mean, you could easily have been, been going to the European Juniors this year and it, it's probably a surprise if you didn't go to Barcelona instead. Is that I'd probably still do both, yeah, but it has been quite a smooth transition, I suppose, um, from junior to senior because I've just kept progressing through uh, the different ages, so it's been quite a smooth one and I'm looking forward to the challenge now being just a senior swimmer now rather than a junior swimmer. Um, you didn't do the medleys at the trials, 
Uh, have, you, have you definitely set yourself on, on distance three now? I'll, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, distance three is especially in major championships, you have to do heat and final, so it's pretty pretty tough and demanding, so just focus on the main events, really. You have to just concentrate on them. Has, it, has your training changed when, you know, when they've made that decision? Or are you still doing the same sort of work? Um, it's similar similar work, I suppose. I've increased the volume since I've moved it to 1500s, and but still kept good quality work done and still trained for for medleys as well. <laughs> Expectation in you is, is pretty high. Um, everyone is saying that you're going to be the, the next great thing in British swimming. How do you cope with the pressure? Or do you, do you feel the pressure? No, not at all. I just got to get on with it. I mean, ignore everything. I know I don't consider myself to be like a Wayne Rooney or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just, just a swimmer who wants to, wants to do well and just train hard and enjoy it and do everything I can to achieve what I want. What do you make of Graham? He was fairly complimentary when I asked him about you. What do you think of him? I feel the same about him. He's a fantastic swimmer. He's still going strong. I've been going on the top stage now for eight, nine years and um, he's tremendous really. His experience, his, his CV is like, he's won Olympic medal, world medal medals at every major championships I suppose and he's, uh, he's a good bloke to have around to bring me into this sort of arena. Yeah, one, one last thing then, what do you want to get out of this summer? I mean are you looking for a sub 15 minute long course 1500 or? I think so yeah that's got to be a, a target now. Getting that milestone then, probably be a bit cheeky considering it took Graham 10 years to do it and now I might be able to do it in a year but I definitely want to go under it and um, get in the top top three in Barcelona maybe, I'm, but I'll just go there and concentrate on what I've got to do. Okay. David Davies there, speaking back in 2003, of course, the Graham that we spoke about there is Graham Smith, uh, obviously a great 1500 freestyler for Britain over the years, and David of course went on and finished fourth in, the, in those world championships and then went on and won bronze medals in the Olympics and of course the last world championships in Montreal, uh, and he'll be a, a big medal hope for Britain uh, next month's championships in Melbourne. But I think he's swimming what's going to be one of the most interesting races. We've got uh, Grant Hackett coming back in after his uh, recent injury worries. Of course, Larson Jensen and Yuri Prilikov no doubt going to challenge for the medals, but also the up-and-coming new Korean fella, uh, Taehwan Park, who I have to say is a fantastic technician. I'm very much looking forward to seeing him swim. Uh, he'll be in there in the mix as well, I expect, for the medals. So that's going to be quite an interesting race uh, for David to take on. But of course, uh, we wish him all the best for that challenge. Well, that's all the time we've got this month on the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, once again, you'll be able to follow some links about what we've spoken uh, about on this month's show at www.pullboy.co.uk forward slash podcast. And if you have got any requests for future shows, feedback you'd like to send us or any suggestions, uh, please do send them to us at podcast at pullboy.co.uk. We'll be back next month to uh, talk about what we hope will be a successful World Championships for Britain swimmers. And until then, thanks for listening.